But you know what's funny is like that goes back to the association and the definitions that we have for things. Because when I was in advertising and marketing, there was the account side and the creative side. And that's literally how it was labeled. Like you were either worked on the account side or you worked on the creative side. And I always Mm. worked on the account side. So like subconsciously or consciously, I wasn't creative because that's not the department that I was in. So yeah, it's funny. But you're in that field. That is funny. Yes, because another definition of a creative is the person that is a designer, right? Doing, right. Yeah, the designer, the copywriter. Mm -hmm. Yes, creating all the creative, which (laughs) this is ironic because like I definitely consider myself a writer, but I was always super offended when they were like, Kate, don't write copy. I'm like, (gasps) I want to write copy. (laughs) Wow. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hey, Nicole. Hello, Kate. How are you? I'm good. I'm giggling because I always wait for you to say hello to me first before I say hello to you. (laughs) No, you hang up first. (laughs) That's funny. Whenever I'm going back and doing a little bit of editing on our episodes, uh, we're always like giggling because we're sitting here staring at each other, like waiting to say hi to each other. So we've got our little giggles going on in the background. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right, so we are headed into the weekend. Any fun plans? Mm-hmm. It's Friday here. It's Thursday night for you, yeah. right? Yeah, so uh, we do have uh, something planned. It's mum's 80th. Oh, my goodness. Oh, 80. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Milestone. Yay. Yes, oh, how exciting. Happy birthday to your mama. Happy birthday to Juliana. That's my mama. And she's made it to 80. And we took a bit of, it took a bit of convincing to get her to accept that we were going to have a, a celebration, a party, and invite people. At first, she her reaction was. Yeah, her first reaction was like, no, no, this is like, what's there to celebrate? And we were like, there's a lot to 80. celebrate. Yeah. So we've gotten a group of people together, close friends and family. We've gotten the venue and uh, balloons, a cake, all of that. Oh, how cool. Are you going to like a restaurant or? We're going to a local pub. Little oh, pub. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Aww. we're keeping it. It's a nice little heritage uh, spot. So it's kind of small and intimate, um, but it keeps the tone. Like I think part of mum's hesitation is like, don't make a big deal. I don't want anything, you know, mm. fancy or. Yeah. I think the the older she's gotten, it's a little bit more intimidating. It's intimidating when, you know, things are just sure. a bit too over the top or too, for her yeah. anyway. So 
this is actually a very nice um, local pub, but again, it keeps the tone down. It doesn't keep it, you know, ex- like an extravaganza. Of, of You're not sorts. going to a rave or anything. So yeah, how fun! You'll have to pass our wishes. I will. I will. Thank mm. you. What about you? Have you got fun plans? Um, this weekend's going to be very chill just because we're kind of in between travel. And so we just kind of have, you know, after a trip, you do a little bit of catch up and then before a trip, you do a lot of prep. So we're kind of like in both of those things at the same time, which is great. We're heading to, um, a podcasting conference next week, podcast movement. Uh, very excited for that. By the time this airs, the conference will have already passed, but, um, that's a conference that we look forward to every year. So very excited for that. Well, Nicole, I'm very interested and intrigued at how our conversation is going to go today because it's around a topic that I know both of us have had, like maybe we felt one way about it and now we kind of want to feel a different way about it. Maybe we kind of do feel a different way about it. (laughs) It's all about creativity. (laughs) There, Creativity. (laughs) No more suspense. Um, We're going to be talking about what creativity means to us and why being able to tap into creativity we feel is so important. And Nicole, to help us kick off this episode, you actually pulled up the definition. So Mm -hmm. we'll start with the actual definition of creative, and then we'll chat about our thoughts on how we feel about the definition, what our definition is and was (laughs) and might will be. (laughs) Let's do it. So creative is defined as relating to or involving the use of the imagination or original ideas to create something. Hmm. Very different to what I used to think it was growing up. Hmm. I had such a narrow definition. When I was a kid, I thought if you're creative, it means you can paint, you can draw, you can sing, and you can play an instrument. That's it. Otherwise, you're not creative. So all very much in like the performing arts or, well, I guess partially artistic. Like, yeah, I feel like I felt the same. Yeah, maybe artistic. I mean, I guess I also thought people um, who were very good at creative writing were also... No, actually, if I think about that, I would have thought, no, they're just good at English. Like they're mm-hmm. really good at English students. Good writers. Good writers. Yeah. But I, my definition was very much around someone who's an artist is creative. Yeah, me and I too. think I held on to that. I held on to that till like my 20s at least. Mm. What do you think shifted it? I think it's feedback from people because I, I, I can't draw, I can't paint, I can't sing. I tried to learn guitar, failed. <laughs> so I never got feedback from like, oh, actually you do have some creative abilities or artistic right. talents. It was more when people commented on, say, my sense of fashion or when they'd come to visit um, wherever I was living, how I decorated our apartment or home. Mm-hmm. And people would use the word, oh, it's very creative. And then I guess that's when my sense of definition, you know, of the word kind of broadened. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So you were getting feedback from people literally saying, oh, you're so creative. And it kind of opened your mind to being creative in ways other than being able to draw or mm-hmm. say, create a painting mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm really keen for this topic and this conversation because if I think about the transition that I made out of my career as a teacher for 12 years into entrepreneurship, it actually happened via, you know, going to film school. Film, and I remember right. And I remember thinking, I want to do something creative. And again, mm. it's still so, you know, technically for a little bit longer, I, I think in the back of my mind, again, the definition was nothing that I'm doing in teaching is creative or makes me a creative person. I have to pursue something that is by definition a creative field. Yeah, right. Because I would definitely include film in my prior definition or thought of what is creative like filmmakers are definitely creative <laughs> yeah oh my gosh how interesting I feel like I was on the exact same path although gosh I'd venture to say that my like pivot or whatever you want to call it my feeling like creative could be things other than that was not for a really long time at least not consciously maybe subconsciously hmm. but I feel like it for, like for reals happened for me maybe within the last 10 years. So even though you were, would you say it coincided when you started to write? I think it coincided when I got into entrepreneurship. Like I think before that in jobs, like there was just really nothing creative about any of my jobs or so I thought. I mm. mean, if I were looking back on it now with, you know, some of my enhanced uh, definitions that I have of creativity now, like I could probably pick it out because I would, you know, I came up with a lot of, um, really efficient systems and filing systems and, you know, it's all stuff that yeah. sounds very boring, but like, it was very creative for me to come up with it. <laughs> yes. Which is going back to our definition, right? It's, something that wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Original ideas to create something. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I guess like, uh-huh. And from a business sense, I mean, when we think about business, that's kind of what entrepreneurship is, right? So I guess maybe it makes sense that my shift in defining creativity would have come with that. I didn't realize that before. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So do you feel that way as an entrepreneur? Do you feel that having your own business, uh, coming up with new ideas, creating things from scratch, does that now make you feel like a creative person? Do you, do you view it that way? I don't know why I hesitate to say, yes, of course, of course, 100%, because I do believe that business is creative and all the things that happen in business, whether it's the branding, the design, the website, the content that you create, videos, uh, all of that stuff, they're all creative elements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, there is no hesitation. I definitely feel that as a business owner, I've been able to exercise that muscle of creativity mm -hmm. because we're constantly trying to find new ways of doing things. Um, Even with your team too, I'd imagine. I mean, you're managing an entire team and I think I'm just realizing this right now, actually, but I think that that's incredibly creative that you come up with ways for your team to work together, um, how you are a leader of your team, how you show up as a leader. Um, even your guys's like, I, I, I was so blown away when you told me about your team, um, event that you throw. What do you call it though? The, the team retreat 
and we yes, did the virtual retreat. one. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Your team retreat, I was just like, oh my gosh, you've thought of all these awesome things for your team to come together and do. And there's so many benefits from that of like team building, the engagement, uh, everyone being able to make connections together, you guys traveling together, going to an awesome place together. Like how cool is that? And I think that's incredibly creative to come up and create something like that. Yeah, it's again, detaching from things that have some sort of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, I guess the aesthetic then becomes the experience is kind of what what I see. True. Yeah. But you know what I think sometimes in business is like, there's so much. Mm, okay, let me talk through this. <laughs> Something else that I haven't thought about until right now. Like I'll go into Canva, for example, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to be creative because I'm going into a platform that's all about visual things. So, right, like that's the association. And yeah, exactly. But then I go into Canva and 5% of the time I start a new blank document. 95% of the time, I'm just taking what somebody else created (laughs) and putting my own thing in there. So like, that doesn't make me feel very creative, right? Because somebody Uh, else created it. (laughs) So that's an interesting point. And I remember one of the first lessons that I learned when I went to film school and I came across a series of videos called Everything is a Remix. And it was particularly... Mm pertaining to films and it was a montage of modern films and then side by side it was a split screen of another film that had a very similar scene a very similar vibe Mm. Um, it was a great series and and essentially the messaging behind that was is that everything is a remix there's nothing that is created in a vacuum there's nothing that is really truly an original idea for the most part and so just take comfort in the fact that it's being creative is also, you know, taking inspiration from something that you've seen. Yeah. And I think we do that normal, naturally, even people that probably think like, that was my idea. That's completely original. You probably got inspiration from something from somewhere, from someone. Yeah. Or you've learned or, or gained experience through learning from someone else. And yeah. Okay. Good point. Thanks. So Yeah. So <laughs> even when you use those template templates and you change them up, it's still yeah. a creative process. And okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. (laughs) Any any opportunity for me to sing the praises of Canva? I love their whole business model. I love the story behind Canva, and I love the fact. I think one of the things I love about the most about Canva is that you do have that feeling when you're in there that you're creative. And they give you that. Oh my gosh, I totally agree. I love Canva as well. So yes, Canva, you're the bomb. Totally. And hey, if you want to sponsor the show, we're here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Canrelatepodcast.com. <laughs> oh, I love Canvas so much. I'm the, like the biggest fangirl. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm both of us, me and you. All right. So yay for Canva. We've expressed that. Um, but like talking about all of this, and, and I know that this is why we put this topic on our list to discuss in the first place is because I know that both of us think that being creative, having a creative outlet, 
um, being able to tap into creativity is important. Why do you think so? Why do you think that it's important? The first thing that comes to mind is that it's fun. I always associated Mm -hmm. anyone who was creative or had a creative outlet or engaged in creative stuff was having fun. Yeah, and that they're passionate. Yeah, exactly, that they're really fired up about something or they really enjoy they enjoy that thing that is very creative. Um, and I felt like that was lacking for me. So when I left t- teaching, I felt like, oh, I'm not having fun in my job. Um, I was looking for that fun and creative outlet through flamenco dance at the time. And so I thought, well, wouldn't it be amazing if my whole life had more creativity and f- thereby a lot more fun so Mm -hmm. hence like let's leave teaching so that I can go and do something creative not realizing of course how narrow my definition of creativity was at the time so probably like I held on to that yeah into my 30s if I now think about it as I say it it still means that when I was looking for that transition out I still had this very um yeah, narrow definition. So do you feel that now that your definition is broader has like why you feel creativity is important? Has that also changed? Well, yeah. So originally, okay, fun was my first you mm-hmm. know, answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I realize through business, it's so important because and exercising that creative muscle, if you will, is important to finding new ways of doing things to mm-hmm. be to innovate, um, you know, on the tech side of things with the tech company with Webinar Ninja. I feel like by we have to be creative. We have to think of new ways and of doing things. Keeps you on your toes, huh? Yeah, exactly. So I think it also because what I see with creativity, if I think about all the all the kind of creative things I've tried to do, um, there's an element of risk, right? There's an element mm. of going a little bit out on a limb. And seriously, it could be as simple as let's take it back to um, fashion and clothing and wearing something as an expression of creativity that can sometimes be risky right sure. but if you practice that if you do that and you feel a little bit more comfortable each time or you get positive reinforcement um then then you're able to then you know be creative in other areas mm-hmm. um, because you're more mm-hmm. comfortable with taking risks you're more comfortable with being curious and trying new things i don't know if you agree yeah get a little outside of your comfort zone huh? right yeah exactly yeah it, it- It reminds me of like from a business perspective or from the business side of things like Seth Godin, James Altucher, um, you know, a lot of uh, Marie Forleo talks about a lot as well. All of these people who I've kind of looked up to in the business space for a long time uh, talk about the importance of just taking out a journal and writing down ideas and exercising that creative muscle. Because if you don't, your ability to think on your toes, your ability to come up with new ideas or different ways of doing things stagnate, stag, mm-hmm. stagnate, stagnate, and then, uh, yeah, stagnate, stagnate. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then uh, in the business world or in online entrepreneurship, like that means that everyone else is still moving forward and you are not. So yeah, I can definitely see. What about you? Why do you think it's important to be creative? Mm, uh, well, I totally agree with you on the like, just kind of like keeping 
fresh and I feel with creativity comes growth because you're trying new things and you're kind of stepping into the unknown. You're getting outside of your comfort zone. I also think that I've just always felt that when I am in situations when I feel I'm being creative, which again, I think my definition has definitely broadened as you know, you've expressed, like as I've gotten older, as I've gotten into business, um, I definitely see a much wider view of like how I can be creative and what things might be considered creative. And when I'm in those spaces, I feel like I'm able to kind of get out of my head because mm. as like a very analytical person um, who just like kind of looks at things the way that they are, I, you had kind of mentioned like left brain, right brain, and, and I'm no expert on like left brain, <laughs> right brain, but <laughs> whichever side is not the super creative one is like where I live in the analytics and the data and like all of that. And, and I kind of can get lost in that in maybe not the most productive way. Hmm. When I'm working on things that I feel are creative, I feel like I'm able to get out of that. And I'm able to kind of have like maybe more open mental space. Mm -hmm. And that feels good. And I think that that's important because I think that a lot of the times, you know, when you're like go on vacation and you're like, okay, I'm not going to work, but like I am because I'm going to be thinking about stuff, but it's going to be so great because I'm actually going to have the space to think about stuff Uh because I'm not going to be thinking about like all the work stuff. So like, yeah, that, that mental space, I guess, is what I kind of feel when I'm working on things that are creative. I don't know where I read this. Maybe it was in prep for this but I read that there is a kind of to your point about there's this logical rational analytical side of the brain that somehow doesn't feel creative I read that actually creativity is a way to tap into that and it does draw from a logical place because and you kind of said it you're making new connections like even though if you're thinking if you're in a space okay I'm not doing any work but I am thinking about uh, business, there must be something in that environment that triggers. So you're making like a new connection with maybe something that you've seen, maybe a new product or a conversation you've had. And so, and then you bring it back to work and business. Mm. You've formed a, a new connection that wasn't there before. Yeah. Does that support my, so, so in, in that way, it's quite, logical and and rational because if you think about it you're not just coming up with something out of thin air you've connected the dots in some mm-hmm. way to to create something new which i think is really a cool way to look at it yeah yeah that is that is you just kind of like triggered for me too like how creative brainstorming is and I think that a lot of the times I, I kind of feel like when I'm able to get out of like being in the work and I'm, you know, like, uh, in entrepreneurship, a lot of times you say like, stop working in your business, work on your business. Mm-hmm. And when you work on your business, you have like the, the brainstorming sessions, the just free time to think. And like, this is so silly that it took this long for my definition to kind of shift because I was in advertising and marketing before this. I was going to say at the beginning, I was thinking about that. Weren't you in advertising? Isn't that? 
<laughs> also a very creative field. But you know what's funny is like that goes back to the association and the definitions that we have for things. Because when I was in advertising and marketing, there was the account side and the creative side. And that's literally how it was labeled. Like you were either worked on the account side or you worked on the creative side. And I always Mm. worked on the account side. So like subconsciously or consciously, I wasn't creative because that's not the department that I was in. So yeah, it's funny. But you're in that field. That is funny. Yes. Because another definition of a creative is the person that is a designer, right? Doing, right. Yeah. Creating, the designer, the copywriter. Mm -hmm. Yes. Creating all the creative. Which (laughs) is ironic because like, I definitely consider myself a writer, but I was always super offended when they were like, Kate, don't write copy. I'm like, (gasps) I want to write copy. (laughs) Wow. That is really, they tried to stop you. That's why you, well, you know, it's like, it's their job. So if I'm Mm. doing it, then what's their place? You know, they're boxing you. (laughs) Well, they're boxing you in again. They're labeling you. And there's that narrow definition. You're in the accounts department. Therefore you can absolutely in no way, shape or form be creative. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh gosh. Isn't it funny how these like scenarios and the situations that we're in, you kind of almost like form these opinions and these uh, perspectives on things, even just based on nothing of like, because I never sat and went into the creative department. I was like, Hey, I want to have a conversation about this. You work in the creative (laughs) department. I work in the accounts department, but I want to be creative. Like, you know, you don't do that. And so you just kind of take it as like, Oh, okay. I guess that's how it is. (laughs) Yeah. So many assumptions. Uh, I have a friend whose sister is an artist. Uh, She paints, um, draws, incredible artist. And I remember we went to, this is when I was traveling with, with my friend and we were in our 20s. And I was looking at her sister's works. We'd visited her house and she had all these incredible paintings. I don't know where the, how it came up in conversation, but I think maybe there was a library of books and there were a lot of books on um, maths, mm. math, as you would say, like Pythagoras, all of these uh, mathematical concepts. And I was like, oh, is your sister into, into maths? Like she's an artist. What are all these books doing here? And my, my friend, her sister said, yeah, she, she, you know, draws on a lot of concepts. And I think it had to do with like geometry and shapes. And mm, that's like, I, I know nothing, I know nothing about, you know, how, what it, what it's like to go on that journey and to be an artist. But I was like, Same. it took me a while to realize, well, like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like mm-hmm. symmetry, balance, geometry all of that is a part of artworks in in many ways yeah it's a part of art yeah so again that very narrow ignorant definition of like okay there's this one camp and you either sit here or there's this other camp and you and you sit here and those two camps don't kind of communicate right oh well I'm so glad that both of us have had the opportunity to you know allow ourselves rather to broaden our definitions um yeah I was kind of thinking like in preparing for this episode thinking about that of like what are some of the ways that or some of the things that I do that allow me to feel creative and how what which of those are kind of still in like that narrower definition of like Mm -hmm. being creative like being an artist and which are like way way outside of that and even the ones that I felt were like way outside of that I could still bring it back and make a connection to like oh wait a second that is actually 
like I could very well be considered creative. So yeah, I guess it's just really in being able to look at something from a different, in a different light. I wanted to ask you, like, how do you express your creativity now? So, I mean, I definitely feel like one of the first ways that I kind of started thinking about it differently um, was Instagram. When I would do Instagram stories, Instagram stories made me feel creative. I'm like, I'm seeing something or deciding to film something and I'm sharing it. So it's not just like in my own view, right? Mm -hmm. Other people are seeing it and they might have their own thoughts about what, where I am or what it looks like. And it might be different to mine. Mm -hmm. And, and I feel like there's a creative process in that, right? Like not everybody sees the same thing. Yeah. Like a creative conversation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Instagram's definitely one of them. I feel like cooking. I feel Mm. creative when I cook. Because I don't always follow one. recipes. Yeah, I, I, I can't relate to, to that <laughs> experience because I'm definitely someone that doesn't enjoy cooking and it's more like a means to an end. But I have my brother who loves cooking and I he definitely sees it as a creative process and people who enjoy cooking have often said that. So tell me more because I don't get it. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, one next time we get together in person, we'll have to have a little uh, little cooking kitchen a time cookout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm glad that you brought up bus- the business side of things and like this definition that you pulled up of like you know, it being original ideas to create something that didn't exist before. Cause I, I hadn't really considered it in that way that business as a whole is really a creative process and in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What yeah, about like, you? Well, our podcast for me was another drive, like the, mm. the driver for it as well. One of the reasons was to have another creative outlet. Um, and I feel like we've experimented too, and you've been very open, which is awesome to some of the tweaks. Like, I, I don't know if it, for a couple of episodes, we had a segment called living, loving, learning. We did that for yeah. a couple of times. Well, let's throw that in and see how that goes. And then we're like, mm, we don't like it anymore. Let's scrap it. <laughs> <laughs> feel right um and and so for me you know that's that's engaging in a creative process with you um you know whether we're changing our format choosing our music choosing our assets to you know promote the show um Mm -hmm. yeah it's fun you know and it's a it's a creative outlet yeah definitely I guess in that respect too it kind of makes me realize that creativity also means like being open to something that you don't really know what the outcome or, you know, you're not saying like, oh, we should definitely do it this way because it's the right way. It's more of like a let's try this out and see what happens, see how it evolves, be able to like flow with the process versus like being stuck in a process. Yeah. And then just again, just being prepared to to risk uh, and fail. I've experienced examples in our business where Omer and I have tried something that we felt was creative and different and new and it completely 
bombed and like to your point before about like when you put something out there how people perceive it how they engage Mm. with it and I'll just share very very briefly it was a video we created when we launched a DIY webinar guide a book that we'd written and we did it in this I want to say the the genre that we were going for was that um, those 80s videos that were salesy um do you struggle with this yeah is this your situation uh well then we've got something for you Uh and it was all it was mainly omar and some really cheesy b-roll that we found you know from the 80s you know people putting in like discs in floppy disks into compute computers <laughs> and all of that and then like the closing was like oh thank you diy webinar guide you know like you've, <laughs> saved, you've saved the day we thought we had so much fun creating it um we, you know we had a blast we thought it was great that everyone would get it that this is a joke mm-hmm. but we got so much like flack. Thankfully at that time, this is way at the beginning of our journey. So didn't have a big audience. Um, but we got some really serious, like, no, you should take this down. This is terrible. Like, what are you doing? This is not like they took it seriously. And I was like, no, but this is meant to be a joke. And just, it just failed. It failed miserably. And, and we just laugh at that now, you know, we would just, yeah. Okay. At the time, were you kind of like devastated about it? Yeah, I probably was. I was like, they didn't yeah. get it. They didn't get what we were trying to do. Um, yeah, I maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit devastated. Maybe a little bit like it, it was a good lesson that you know not everything's going to land. But the lesson there too was that it's okay to try something mm-hmm. and take a bit of a risk. And then just react to it. If if it doesn't land the way you want it to, great. Lesson learned. Like try something else. If that's what you're trying to communicate and it's not getting through, you know, try something else. Yeah, definitely. Is this Have video you- still around? I want to see it. <laughs> um, it might be unlisted somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll, ch- we'll chat offline. <laughs> I'll, I'll sh- but I will share it with you. I have no problem sharing it. I think it's like I'm fine with it. I, there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever put something out there or created some sort of asset? Oh, that you've been totally. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so we have so many different like downloads that I'm like, everyone's going to download this It's going to be the best opt in ever. And then like compared to our other opt ins, it just did <laughs> very poorly. Um, even like when I very first started my podcast, Kate's take back in 2014, I had the idea to publish a book and then the first 14 episodes of the podcast were going to be a chapter of the book. And I'm just like, this is so clever. Like Mm -hmm. this is, and at the time, really, honestly, it was pretty clever. I thought, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, but I thought that that was going to help me sell more books. And then since the book talked about the podcast that it would help grow the podcast. And I don't know, maybe in some ways it did, but it was just kind of one of those things that in my mind, I was like, this, I'm thinking so far outside of the box. Like, this is going to be great. Everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, how'd you have this idea? It turns out that, I don't know, maybe like way more people than I thought were already doing that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. I still published the book and I ran that podcast for over six years. So nothing, nothing to be, you know, 
Yeah, nothing to scoff Not at. About wow, there. exactly yeah. six years. Wow, amazing. Well, hopefully this encourages maybe people who might be on the fence about you know if they feel creative, if you yeah. know they have a create. You know, I don't have a creative bone in me. Is that is that a saying? Yeah, I don't say? have a creative bone in my body. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. I think we all do. I, I totally agree. And I even feel like there are some things that we chatted about today that made me think of even more ways that I could feel creative. So hopefully that's awesome. you feel the same. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, as we close out today's chat on creativity, we hope that you have also picked up a thing or two that you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.